soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations on oraclesoup.org. And if you are new to our broadcast, I want to welcome our new listeners. I'm Katrina Wynn, and I'm here with... Gina Fies, the lovely (laughs) co-host of Oracle Soup. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yes, yes. And we are having such a delightful time here. Uh, We're relaxed. We're ready to explore something deep and meaningful, and we've been having this series of conversations with many of our Tarot and Oracle and other friends around the world, talking about just topics that we find interesting. It may or may not be about Tarot, but really it's about finding out more about the person behind the Tarot and what do they bring to our community, and that's what I've really enjoyed about these conversations, Gina. Yes, it's fantastic. We have shared the table with some amazing talents. I'm always excited to have new and fresh talent and old talent or, you know, just people that are tenured. And we have a very special guest who is well seasoned. Well seasoned. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Well seasoned. I, I simply adore her. And I'm sure you do too, as many as as well as our listeners who are our fans. So yes. this is a, a very special opportunity. I feel honored. Yes. And so the honor that we're about to share with you, which hopefully you'll feel honored as well, because this is for you as well. And we're talking with Kashleen Matthews. We know Kashleen way back from her work with the Arthurian Tarot. And of course, she's done quite a bit of work with her husband, John Matthews, and many, many other interesting decks. But the most popular and latest would be her uh, Enchanted Le Nomon and also, the latest book she has, which is the Complete Lenormand Oracle Handbook. We'll talk a little bit about those things in our conversation, but mostly I invite you to just sit back, bring yourself to the table with us, and understand the spirit of what we bring together. And Kashlin coming from the United Kingdom brings a very special heritage and very special training and culture to this work, which I deeply appreciate her contribution. In spending some time with her, I have found just a wonderful, awe, and very inspiring um, human 
she did a reading for me that inspired me to the point where it was it was helping me through the process of and I don't know if she knew at the time but we talked about books and publishing and what to do and what my path was and what she said resonate and stuck with me to this day I still have that lovely beautiful voice of hers which she has a really beautiful theatrical she sings as well she's she's does theater and she has a lovely singing voice and it's still in my head in terms of uh, giving me her experience uh, that she's done in these many many books and she's just an amazing teacher if you have not had the chance to ever attend something where she's presenting I'm telling you you must do so you have to see her Yes. And if you are interested, she also has recordings. She's on Global Spiritual Studies. If you go to her website, which is holoquest.org.uk, you can also access many of her books, whether they're oracle systems, card systems, Celtic books, books on Arthurian, the Grail, and Merlin legends, as well as talismans. She also has shamanic and the ancient wisdom books, uh, the Western mysteries, magic, and rituals. So you can see where she's coming from, as well as musical recordings and DVDs. So this woman has brought so many years of experience, research, and wisdom to her work. It really is an honor to have her at our kitchen table here at Oracle Soup. Welcome back to Oracle Soup, and we invite you to take your lovely little cup of tea and set it on the table and join us for some very tasty conversation. And I'm Katrina Wynn, sitting here with my sister, Gina Thies, and we have with us, joining us, Miss Kashleen Matthews. And if you are not familiar with Kashleen, I can't imagine why not. We'd like to welcome her to our table. Welcome to Oracle Soup. This is a rare, rare opportunity. You know, usually we kind of focus on something, but because Kashleen is so well-rounded in what she does, um, this is just, we're going to just be bouncing around and talking about, like, all, all things Oracle. Absolutely. Why not? Let's do that. <laughs> it's just great to get down and dirty. <laughs> oh, down and dirty. Like I am seasoning. down for that, honey. I am down for that. <laughs> chopping seasoning. Just chopping seasoning to put in the pot. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And if you haven't noticed, uh, I mean, you know, of course, Gina and I, we have sort of our southern arm right now, but you've got a whole different accent, don't you? Uh, I do, yes. I, I have what, what's called in England uh, a BBC accent or a received pronunciation because I went to drama school. Um, but I was born on the south coast uh, of England, which has its own accent, which of course doesn't it doesn't it doesn't come anymore. Mm-hmm. I've been speaking this way for so long. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I go back to Texas or if I'm around Gina, I just slip right into it. Yeah. But I'm also I'm, I'm a radio personality, if you might say, and I've got my radio voice, and I can do that quite well. But it's more fun sometimes to slip back into my Texas. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. But but I mean, I'm afraid I'm, I'm a bit of a magpie, so if I'm with people for a long time, you know, I'll be, I'll get an Aussie twang if I'm down in Australia for too long. For if and I was in Scotland, it would go Scottish, and if I was in Yorkshire, it would go Yorkshire. Let's go Texas. <laughs> yeah, we could go Texas. <laughs> I've never, I've never taught in Texas, and I've never hung out with many Texans. So, you know. Well, there's an opportunity for you to come, and you know they're gonna call you Caitlin there, so it's like, yeah, man, no, it's gonna be Caitlin. Just, uh, well, it's, <laughs> yes. it's just the Irish spelling, but it is Kathleen. Really, I mean, it's the same name, and 
Um, you know, I, English people can't do it either, so okay. I wouldn't really worry about it. <laughs> well, you know, I am so fascinated hearing about your vocal background and also hearing your, and, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, but your angelic voice. I love hearing you sing. And you sing so soulfully. And I know myself, I also have, you know, Western European roots in my background. And I, I feel like there's a calling to me. There's like this deep ancestral, maybe almost cellular calling when you sing. Can, can you say anything about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that our soul is called out by the, the music that we love. There's certain kinds of music, whatever you're doing, you'll stop because it's just, it's just grabbed you. And, and you're there, you're there with it. And I suppose for me that, you know, that, that music's always been um, sacred music of different kinds, um, but the music of the Western Highlands of Scotland, uh, I'll drop everything for that. And it's always vocal music for me. I love hearing um, all kinds of different um, songs and singings, but we were watching some TV programme the other night and, and suddenly there was this wonderful, wonderful traditional chanting that, that sort of went on in the background. I was just joining in. John said, is that something you know? And it's like, no, that's something that's just calling out timelessly, so I'm going to join in. So, you know, if you hear me singing down the corridor, wherever I am, you know. <laughs> in fact, that reminds me, I joined in on a song with your husband, John, when I was in London, and we were both reminiscing about the BBC series, I believe. Uh, it was a British series, anyway, on Robin Hood. Yes, yes, the Robin of Sherwood. Yes, yes. indeed. And, and the theme song from Clannad. That's right. Yeah, a great, great group. Yeah, we've been following them since they were just a folk group. Um, then, of course, they got big and they put some electronic in there and it sort of, they got big. I love both. And I have to admit, because I used to do electronic music, yeah. that's how I discovered them. Yeah. <laughs> what about you and singing, Gina? Oh, singing, I um, have a wonderful voice that no one knows about because... <laughs> <laughs> until they until they hear it, so I feel um, a song coming on. No, you don't. For yes, me I right do. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually doing vocal lessons a while back. I had my son taking piano lessons, and I thought, you know, here, here I, you know, what am I going to do to help him? So I started taking voice lessons, and um, discovered I could do alto, soprano, and um, anytime I try to sing anything, it comes out very operatic, so so to speak. So, um, but yeah, I can carry a tune. I can carry a tune. Uh, music inspires, and so um, I, I love music and I love singing, but I don't want to, you know, it's that, that side of me that I don't normally put out there. And it's something you don't normally, um, let's say, hear in what we might consider our oracular world? Is there a way, it, it, does it exist? Is there a way of combining sound with oracles? Or? Well, I think so. I mean, I have a shamanic practice in Oxford and um, I've been working in the community for about 25 years that way. But um, when I see clients, um, of course we talk first and find out you know, what's going on. But when we get down to the work, the first thing I'm doing, what I'm doing really the whole time is singing into their body field to get the vibrations back and then the story starts to come. So that is the, the oracle in the moment for them. I'm not singing the, you know, the, the, you know, the 45 black tarantulas on the wall and your father raped you and da-da-da-da. I'm not singing those things, but what I will sing, I'm identifying the, 
at the level of the landscape of their soul and I will sing that to them and that reminds them and puts them back into their own place like a jewel in its setting yeah because we get unseated by the things that happen to us yeah. that's beautiful is that an I know there's a term called soul retrieval mm-hmm. is it a little bit like that well I mean well, the two hands of healing in any healing work are you you take you take some things away and you bring some things back and you know you can't do any healing without doing both I mean even if you fall over and you graze your knee and you've got to get the street out of your knee first any yeah. of the grit out of your knee first before you put on any of the ointment or the bandages or whatever you're going to put on yeah so people are the same if, if they've had something go away mm. if it's a soft fragment then something else is bound to have come in and taken up that space because nature abhors a vacuum yeah so how do you find or what inspires you and, and John of course and working in projects you've done over 60 books how does how do you keep doing that and what makes you come up with oh I want to do this project next how do you how do you align all of it well, I, I would love to have done 60 books over a much longer period of time but I'm afraid the hard economic fact is that books do not stay in print and when they go out of print they don't earn any money anymore so um Keeping, keeping going in England, where obviously the, you know, the readership is, is much smaller than it is in America, um, unfortunately it means I have to write harder. But I'm slowing right, right down. I've only, I only write a book a year now. But the books you do write are mighty fine. You're like a fine wine. I mean, I think we all have this. We bring all of our skills to the table. They're like a synthesis where each of us are our own alchemical cauldron to where all the experiences that life has invited us to join in suddenly comes together in a beautiful new way. And and I see that in you. And I hope you don't mind mention one of my favorite latest and creations of yours it was the enchanted Lenormand. yeah um publishing has got very very difficult for us now anyone who's creative knows this and anyone who writes books will understand this that what you want to do you can't always do in the way you want to do it and other constraints come on and i had constraints on that one which which were very very difficult which meant you know the losing of wordage and so forth so it was not the book that i wanted to do so of course i had to write another book so there you are there's a, there's an immediate inspiration for the re- the next book because you know someone put a lid on my head <laughs> <laughs> i can't imagine them doing that <laughs> That's why, hard. That's why I'm self-published. I don't allow people to put lids on my head. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, if, if you want to reach a wide market and you want translation of your work, then um, you know, m- you know, commercial publishing is where it has to be. But yeah, we may just be just forced into, into self-publishing. I mean, I've never self-published. All, all my books have been commercially published, but I, I just can't live with these constraints much longer. We're going to start a revolt over that. <laughs> my, my arm is raising. I got a fist. I'm going right on, sister. Right on, sister. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. One of the things we touched on before we started was um, often we, we come up and we've had a show talking about what to call yourself yeah. as Oracle or, yeah. or, or practitioner. And so in terms of, because we, we wanted to know what you considered or what to call yeah. you, um, and I guess that was an in, instance of introduction. So you said something very interesting. If you want to go back to that, I'd like our listeners to hear what you said yeah, about I titles. The styles in around the world are very different. And um, 
Um, in traditional societies, obviously, people are immediately recognised as being elders or medicine people or whatever they might be in, in their own culture. Um, for those of us who are not in traditional culture, the, the what we call ourselves, and by what warrant are you calling yourself this anyway, you know, I think comes in. Um, and I think we hit that sort of that wall of, there's a, there's a fraudulent edge that, that people very often um, sense or feel in themselves, you know, when they, when they meet someone like that, you know, who is she to call herself X and Y, you know? Mm. Um, so, the, how you identify yourself so that people can find your services is, is I think, you know, is very difficult. Um, and, you know, I've always... Whenever I've gone on television, they always want to put a little label under your name. So mm -hmm. I mean, you know, yes. you know, author and singer or whatever it is, you know, which is fine. Um, but the one that would probably really fit best would be freelance mystic, you know, or animist, <laughs> and um, which of course covers a variety of, um, uh, you know, problems um, for other people. <laughs> but um, but I think that the the, the self definition is is hard. <laughs> Sip your tea there, girlfriend. <laughs> she made me crave tea. I'm like, I gotta have tea. What's that about? <laughs> well, I'll drink to that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, but, I mean, the styles around the world are so different. Yeah. Um, in, in England, we, we would hire ourselves uh, on the floor when people called themselves Lord and Lady this and that because, you know, you know, we do have an aristocracy who, who have those titles and, um, you know, it would be fraudulent for one of us to sort of go and call ourselves that. And, uh, hey, we're just regular people anyway. And that's what people love about gatherings such as uh, tarot conferences or even when they get to meet one of their favorite teachers such as you. I remember meeting you in 1999 yeah. in Chicago at the ITS. And then you realize, my gosh, we really are all just people. Yeah. And your idols or those people you, you admire yeah. end up being mentors of not only their knowledge yeah. but the way they hold themselves yeah. in the world. Yeah. You know, their, their posture, their, their energy. What is it like to, and, and, and I'm, I'm asking this kind of as an interview style, which we said we wouldn't do, but really quickly, what's it like to inspire so many? I made her be quiet. Oh, no, she's, she's thinking. thinking. She's thinking. She's, she's thinking. thinking. I know. It's worked. You okay. know, we're, I had to joke. <laughs> um, I, I think, you know, that if one's talking about job description now, which is not the same thing as titling yourself, but mm -hmm. that, that one of the things, one of the functions that I have is to open doors mm -hmm. and it's it's not to open the door and push people through or say you have to conduct yourself in this way when you go through this door um, but it's also to take people to thresholds those liminal numinous places that um, we all stand at and you know Jesus said it very well he said you know um, oh you you scribes and Pharisees you keep the keys of the kingdom of heaven but neither do you go in or let others go in and, and this is uh, this is a big thing for me. A lot of people don't feel they have the allowance to go into the door uh, of the place that will most nourish them because their mother said they shouldn't do that thing or the church said da-da-da-da and so on. Um, but so to to stand there and, 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 and never go in is a horrible thing. So I, I'm, I'm just a janitor. 
So opening the doors, mm-hmm. you know, saying, yes, I've been through those doors and sometimes it's like this and sometimes it's like that. And, and when this happens, then maybe you might need to do the other. It's, it's really all I'm, my job. I'm, I'm not saying follow me, I'm just saying find that door and go in. Which also reminds me that those of you who are listening who may be budding artists, readers, whatever it is that you do, what's implied here is how important it is to build our own repertoire of experiences so that we can be guides and open doors for others. Because if you don't dare to take those chances, to make those mistakes, to learn from them, to go through the school of life, and then turn around and be able to mentor someone else. I mean, that's, that's what we're here to do. And of course, of course, that's what we admire you so much for. But I think, you know, that um, we were all young once. We all started somewhere once. And, uh, and I always remind myself of this um, because sometimes you see a book on a store and you think, oh, my God, I read that once. And, you know, then you, when you actually go back to that book, you sort of think, yeah, I wouldn't read it now. But that was the thing that opened the door for me. I'll just tell a little story. I once had an audience with the Dalai Lama with about 10,000 other people, so, you know, it was no big deal. Um, and people asked him a lot of questions. Um, people wrote their questions down and handed them up to the stage. And the very last question that he answered on that particular occasion um, was, what does his holiness think of Lobsang Rampa? Now, Lobsang Rampa was an Englishman who had never been to Tibet, never left England, but he wrote a whole series of books in the 40s, 50s and 60s about being a Lama in Tibet. And of course, you know, Tibet was invaded in in the 50s, and so, of course, his books were very influential in telling people about uh, Tibet. They were nonsense, you know, they were fiction, it was fine. They were like the Lynn Andrews books of the 80s, you know, that they they told people about medicine work and that sort of thing, but, you know, they weren't based on, you know, um, factual occurrence. And, um... So what does His Holiness think of Lobsang Rampa? Oh, oh, he! Very good. Very good for Tibet, he said. Because, you know, that those books are little books, but, but they were highly influential at the time. Yes. So we must always remember that. Absolutely. For our listeners who want to learn more about you mm-hmm. and get all of the wonderful products that, and books that you've written or just in the work that you do. Um, can you give them the information? Sure. Um, our general website is www.halloquest, which is one word. It's spelled H-A-L-L-O-W, and it's quest, Q-U-E-S-T, dot O-R-G, dot U-K. So it's halloquest.org, dot U-K. And I'm imagining there they can connect with your your books, your decks, workshops that you're offering around the world at different times, as well as maybe what's coming up next. Do you have anything? I know this is an odd question. I'm sorry, I don't know this ahead of time. Do you have a blog or anything like that? I have a blog as well, which is called mm-hmm. Soundings, and I think the the uh, address of that is Kathleen hyphen Matthews, that's Matthews with two T's, um, dot something. I'm sorry, it, it, it's not coming to mind. But we if you put that in and put soundings in, you'll find it. We will have that on the page. In fact, we do have that on the page right now. If you look on the oraclesoup.org website page, and we can link directly to Ms. Kashlin. You can say Kathleen, you can say Kathleen, 
She's pretty open about that. <laughs> well, we call her KW. I'm GT. We're going to call you CM. <laughs> That's fine. That's good. Okay. That's her official Texas title. <laughs> this has been such a pleasure and such an honor. I, you know, I, I'm just in awe sitting here. It's lovely to sit and talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for stopping by and having tea with us, Miss Kashleen. <laughs> Thank you for spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the Feed Burner or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings, along with articles and links to more resources. And be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org. And counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G dot org like in Oregon, O-R-G. And for Gina, visit tarotadvisor.com An advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R This content and the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. This content is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.